Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Finding childcare is a complete nightmare and people join waiting lists even before their children are born. It's a worse nightmare, though, when your provider closes, and that's what has happened to Donna. Good morning to you, Donna. Hi, Gareth. How are you? Fine. Can you tell me your story? Okay, so Tuesday evening, the owner of our creche Little Paradise in Frankfield in Douglas in Cork um, came out and met me at the door and informed me that she is forced to close her crash in on the 29th of September. She was very passionate about it. She was very emotional. Um, it is like it's going to affect so many people. There's, I think there's about 82 children in her crash. Um, I've been a parent using her crash for the last five years. I have three children who are going to the crash. Um, one who's still in the crash, the other two older two have moved on to school. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all spent their early years in Little Paradise Crash. They've nurtured, they've been nurtured there, cared for, loved, grown, developed there, and they absolutely love it. My older children still return to see their teachers and to see Tina, and like it's been the pillar of the community. Like it's it's a home away from home, you know. Mm. And and it gives you such peace of mind as well to know that your children are so it really well cared does. for there. Yeah. So it really uh, does. Th- this. This is a horrific situation when you consider that, you know, the the children can attend until the 29th of September, but then there's nowhere for them to go. So where does that leave you? So yesterday, I spent seven hours yesterday phoning creches um, from Cork City to Bandon, and I was told that there's a three-year waiting list. I have, my three children have been booked into creche since I was six months pregnant with them. Um, and like that gave me peace of mind throughout my maternity leave that I didn't have to worry about where they were going to go when I returned to work. Um, I'm a frontline worker. I work in social care and I absolutely love my job. Um, but I'm just really worried and stressed about September, about where that leaves me. Can I return to work? I informed my manager yesterday of the situation just so he's aware. But, um, like, I don't know what, what's going to happen. Um, like, we just can't see this crash closing because it's it meets the needs in the community. It's a community development issue. It's a governmental issue at this stage. Um, it's not just a local issue, like, it's a national issue. So I don't know what's going to happen. And um, 
can it be kept open in any way? Well, we've been talking about it and we're hoping that somebody will step in and take it over from Tina on the 29th of September. Um, she's tried to sell it. She told us she tried to sell it numerous times, but whatever happened, um, it fell through. Um, but like, I would love to see Minister Roderick O'Gorman and other ministers step in to try and keep it this open as a grow, as a, a con- like a concern and maybe a concern down the line. But like, for the, in the interim, the government are going to have to step up and fill the gap because like there's going to be 80 children affected and not just children there's lots of stakeholders here there's employers there's children there's parents there's families you know it's 80 80 not 18 80 young children no no yeah approximately 80 i think there's about 83 wow it must be a very big crash is it it is it's um it's like a bungalow that's been extended and it's Perf- like it's a perfect setup for children it's all the regulations are there um it's a bright building it's lovely like children love it my two-year-old boy loves little paradise he gets so excited when we pull in the gate in the mornings he knows where he's going he runs in like there's never any issues with him going in in the mornings the teachers are fantastic they light up when they see the children they keep us informed throughout the day they send us pictures of them doing their painting and coloring and you know and I, as a parent, like you said earlier, can go to work without any worry about my children. Like, mm. I know they're safe and secure, and that's priceless. And Donna, like, there's the most precious commodity ahead, that we have, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, God, completely. I'm just saying yeah. they're the most precious thing in our lives, like, so we want to make yeah. sure that they're well cared for, and yeah. they are in, in this crash. There will be nothing more precious, that's for sure. No. Just for the from the point of view of people who listening this morning who may not know where it is, is is that the crash on the hill up to the Curraheen Industrial Estate? Yeah, yeah, that's right, it. On the left hand side. It's perfect location, like mm. it's off the link. There's people travel from all over Cork City and County for this crash. It's it's just brilliant. Like it meets the needs of our children, of families, of employers even, like yeah, it's purpose built. If 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 I, I yeah. recall having a conversation with someone about it actually last year, it's a fantastic location. Uh, the facilities are just second to none. They're, they're they're amazing, and it's almost to all intents and purposes, it's almost like a small primary school, isn't it? It is. It's lovely. Um, yeah. it's brightly coloured. It's got lovely kind of cartoon cartoon characters on the outside. It's attractive. Like you, you'd notice it when you pass it. It's lovely. It's welcoming. It's warm. It's friendly. It's everything you'd need for your child. So I, I can it's ki- safe. Yeah. Oh gosh, very safe. I've walked by mm-hmm. it many occasions because it's 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 a, a lovely walking location if you're heading up there, uh, mm-hmm. up past the the Bull McCabe's and that up that beautiful hill. Um, yeah. Is, so really, the the, the issue here. It, it it you're buying the building if you buy the business and it looks as though that could yeah. be where the problem is because it I don't think that building would come cheap probably not but like it's it's a ready made crash like I would love to see somebody who's already running a crash to take it over who has the experience of managing a crash and to keep it up to standard the way Tina has it um and from what from what I've heard from Tina she's she'd love to see it continue as a crash like we need it. Yeah, it's, it's I, needed. I'm just thinking in in the, uh, yeah, in the short term. I, I'm thinking long term. You could run into all sorts mm. of uh, purchase issues, etc. Because I I don't see that building coming uh, cheap. As I say, I, I think it would be very expensive building yeah. to buy. But to lease the building, if a group of people got together, perhaps and put a yeah. plan for the owner 
to go through and perhaps an offer to lease the building, that might be a short-term plan. Has that been considered? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. Like, as I said, I was only told this on Tuesday evening um, that we could be out in the cold on um, in September. So I don't know the ins and outs. Like, that would be up to Tina to answer. But we're hoping, like, we're hoping, like, we, we think now it's time for the ministers and the government to just, you know, to, to meet us and to um, fill the gap in the interim so that we're not left without childcare in September. Like, there's a three-year waiting list. That's what I was told yesterday from all the crashes around. So, like, I don't know what they expect us to do. That's, it's not just a handful of people. It's 80 families that are going to be affected. Yeah. And as you say, people are now enrolling their children even before they're born. Yeah, I, I did that. Like I was in there, I had them registered as Baby Scully 1, Baby Scully 2, oh, God 3. Bless you. That's great planning. <laughs> yeah. And, and is it, I, I'm, I'm wondering, is it expensive, Donna? How, how much is, is the cost of putting one child in there for a full term, for a full year? Yeah, it's very expensive. Um, But, I mean, you're willing to pay that when oh, you know yeah. Yeah. that your child is going to be well looked after. It's very, very expensive. Um, the first, it took me a while to get used to how expensive it was with my first child. Um, but I've had two in there at the same time as well, which at one stage I was paying 1650 a month for mm. having two children in there full time. Um, I work full time, so I need that. I've spent six years in college studying social care. Um, so I don't want to have to give up my job. Yeah, you've got, um, you've got a big crisis on your to. hands, don't you, if this doesn't work out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I shouldn't have to. Childcare should be is is a need in in communities. It's a need in our society, and I shouldn't have to give up work because of the lack of childcare. You know. I love the the um, when when you had to bring uh, one one of the kids home on a half day, <laughs> uh, and what did he say to you? What I know. So I was at work one day and I felt kind of guilty that he was in in crash all day and the weather was nice out. So I decided to take a half day from work and went up and said I'd bring him out for the day. And he was like, why, why are you collecting me? Why are you doing this? I'm missing my activities. So he asked me the next day, please don't do, don't collect me early. Like I want to be with my friends <laughs> and I want to, you know, they have their routine like and they have their structure. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing at every hour of the day like and he loves it. I, I, don't, like, okay, yeah, I don't ever remember saying to my mother, I want to stay in school today. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. But like Chris just really meets yeah. them where they're at. They, at their own pace, it's just a really, really lovely environment and yeah. I would love it to continue. Yeah, and hopefully it will, Donna. Let's see how this uh, plays out because as I say... Um, it's such a huge crash. I mean, in in some rural schools around West Cork and North Cork, you wouldn't have as many primary school children in the building as no. this particular crash has in in Douglas. So yeah. let's let's see how it plays out. Uh, let's see if we can put the word out and see if we can get as close as we can to the minister uh, to see if we can get an opinion on on the future of this. But uh, thanks for taking our call anyway, Donna. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk to you no again problem. soon. Take care. Thanks very much. Bye. Thank you. That's Little Paradise. Many of you will know it if you use the hill uh, to try and avoid the traffic down there near the travel lodge, the the, the Kinsale Road roundabout. Um, you'll know it's it's a, a route some people take. I think it's also up to Curraheen Industrial Estate there. Little Paradise on your left, just going up the hill. Uh, Tina doing a fantastic job there, and we'll see where we can take this. So why are childcare services closing? There's a package to support childcare, but it's not working, perhaps? Elaine says this is a big problem in Cork, and she joins me now. Hi there, Elaine. 
Hi, good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, I'm quite surprised that that such a, a well-known and such a, a much-loved creche is closing down. But it, it's 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 not a... Um, it, it, it probably doesn't come as a surprise, does it? No, look, we are looking around the country and there's so many services closing. Um, at the moment, we lost a lot of services in June and to see a large service like this um, closing in Cork... Um, it, it just shows how bad the funding is for service providers. The burnout, um, in particular for Tina, I mean, I, I linked in with Tina a couple of times yesterday and early this morning, and she's completely burnt out from all of the bureaucracy that's coming down the line from the government and from government policy. So you can now start to see the government policy is failing the parents, the children, the providers. So there's now a huge issue. And until they sit around the table with the people on the ground this is going to continue to happen. We're imploding as we speak. It's just really bad. You're you're a crash owner yourself. I am, yes. And um, to be fair, um, in in my business, I own a full day care in Dublin, and I'm at minus thirteen thousand in my bank as I speak today. And oh I didn't sign up to core funding because my fees would have been trapped at 2017 instead of 2021. And even with putting my fees up, I'm still in trouble because everything has gone up. And you cannot manage your business um, the way things are at the moment. We need a substantial amount of funding put into the sector to ensure viability for all types of services. We really do. And, you know, we hear um, our, our, our minister coming out all the time and we pumped in 207 million. Absolutely, he did. But it still kept at that 0.3% GDP. We never changed. You know, on, on, we're not anywhere near the EU average. We are so far behind and it'll yeah. take a lot more money to bring us up to standard, you know? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a drip feed situation. I mean, it's a, it's a drop in the ocean when you consider the, 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 the demand for places in, 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 a, in a lot of the preschools around the country. Can you break down, no. can, can you break down the 13,000 euro for me? Um, the 13th, well, I'm at a minus, so that would have meant all of my, my payouts. So my rent would be 6,000 a month mm. for my, for my business. And then I have, I have 17 staff. Um, I have ESP. I have food bills, um, continuous uh, insurance. I have buses on the road. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Um, I know once the fees start coming in for August, it'll, I'll just about break even. But when it comes to October, my tax bill and everything else, you know, if you've got no money in your in your, in your bank, how are you going to manage this? Mm-hmm. And I'm not the only one. I'm I'm giving mine as a, as a sample because I was one of the ones that didn't sign core funding and up to my fees, and that didn't even help me. And to sign up to core funding now for me and um, for September, I would have to go back to 2017 fees. So no matter what way you go as a provider, you're snookered. And like if you look at the core funding that's coming in for us all in September, we got three cent extra per child an hour. Now, can you please tell me what I'm going to do with that three cent or any other provider around this whole country, what they're going to do with that three cent extra per hour. It's an actual insult to us all. And it's an insult to the parents because when our minister comes out and everybody else comes out from, from government and they speak about all the money they've pumped in. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The reality on the ground is very different. So we had a meeting in Cork last week and we're now informing all of the parents of how dire the funding actually is for us. And you're seeing so many services that didn't close this year are closing next year because they couldn't afford to pay the redundancies this year. So they're remaining open, hoping that they will have the money to pay the redundancies. Now take into account that they will get nothing after 20 or 30 years of owning a business. They will have nothing at the end of it in the bank. They will walk away with nothing, hopefully debt free, but with nothing else. Can like you? What business would do that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, it's pathetic, and parents are facing a, a real crisis here, where they will have to well, stop working. They'll have to work from home if they can. But not all not all parents have that have that privilege. But but that's exactly it. Like the parents don't have the luxury of staying at home. I mean, as much as our costs are high, so are the parents. Mm. Their mortgages, their bills, everything else that's going out for parents is high. And nobody's taking all of that into into account. And at this point, you know, we need to, the parents need to link in with every single provider in Cork, ask their service provider what's going on. You know, some people, there are a very small amount of service providers are, that are, are breaking even or are doing slightly okay on core funding, but they may have had their fees upped by 2021. But there's a large number of us that are still at 2017. And Cork is one of the ones that having the meeting there a couple of weeks ago and talking to providers from all around um, East Cork, West Cork, everywhere and we had such a long meeting and, and good chats about how, how hard things are for them and burnout because of all of the stress and strain is one of the biggest things that, that we're seeing across the country. We did two meetings Dublin, we did a meeting Mayo, we're doing Donegal, Galway, Clare all next week and everywhere I go you're seeing, and it's women Let, let's remember this, it's 98% predominantly led sector Is it's women that are being affected and you know it's mums that will have to probably come out of the workforce as well and the economy is going to suffer and it's all women that are being affected um you're going to have to put up your rates now is that a, a fair statement uh yeah and, and i'm like we're hearing from a lot of providers so a lot of providers are now saying that they're going to pull out of core funding to up their rates which means the parents are now going to take the hit of lack of government funding and so, and I'm sorry for parents, 
but we have to be able to, you know, remain viable and keep our businesses open in order to take children in. But like in some areas, like you're you're looking at maybe a hundred and between 120 and 150 euros a week for a child in order for us to remain viable if we pull back out of core funding. Mm. And that's going to be put on the parents. And that's not right. Why should the parents take the hit? It's government that are getting this so wrong. So government need to meet and sit with the Federation and some of its members and listen to what we're saying. We have the data. We've handed the data into the Department of Children. So we were refused one meeting there last week. We have another meeting now next week with Minister Gorman. And I really hope this time that he takes on board everything that we're saying. Because I spoke to Donna um, yesterday, that lovely parent, and she was in an awful state. And that's no way for any parent to be trying to hold down the job, look after her children and, and you know, maintain her, her life and their lifestyle. And it's the same for the providers. We're doing exactly the same. So in actual fact, the providers and the parents are now in exactly the same boat. You said that you're, you're going to be talking to the minister again. Did he promise you anything the first time you talked to him? No, we... we you, there were a series of protests and we mm. called off the last protest because he asked us to come in and meet him. And we got zero out of that meeting. Absolutely zero. So there are planned closures for um, the end of September, early October. And it's not just for one day. Um, it's going to be longer than one day until we can get what we need to keep ourselves in business and maintain uh more, you know, a lot more funding for the parents. I mean, we've, we've a budget coming up now. We're hearing lots of promises. We heard the same last year. We were told it was 25% increase for parents. It never worked out at 25%. Mm. It was roughly between 10 and 15% if you were lucky. And, and you know, there's a real, there's a reality and the government needs to see the reality here is that the parents and providers are all in trouble here because we're going to hit the parents because we've no choice. We've nowhere else to go if government funding is failing us. So and, now we're, 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 we are bringing the parents in on board and we are informing parents. I mean, if you've been forced to recklessly trade your business because you're in a fee freeze and government literally have complete control of your business that you have opened up many years ago, like, you, you just can't continue that way. You look at the, the UK and like I said this before, over 4,500 services closed in the UK last year. They went to do a big protest on the 19th of March this year, which I was heading over to. And they actually called it off because government were doing a full review of all of the, the funding and everything within um, the department there as well. And at this point, you have to ask, why is a full review of maybe the Department of Children not being done of how they're getting this so wrong? You know, for us mm. and the parents and the children. I mean, children have a right to be educated. What was it and they're like, the ones that are going to lose out. What was it like during the COVID-19 crisis, Elaine? Because I know you, you didn't raise fees because you wanted to help people out there. Um, during that, look, do you know what? We were so well funded that it showed there was no stress. There was no strain. You just went in every day. You went into the classroom and you worked with your children. And there was no nothing on your back like this hard stone that's on your back all the time weighing you down. So there was none of that because they actually funded us so well that we were doing OK, that we were like you had low numbers in your service, but you kept on all your staff on your books because you were able to because of EWSS and, and so on and so forth. So for all of that, it showed us how a properly funded sector could actually work for the parents, for the child, for the provider. And then as soon as that was whipped away, we have all just been, I mean, we're, we're, we are on our knees and, and, and I don't take that lightly. And, you know, we really, really are because funding has let us all down. I, I just, 
I would I would love to hear Helen McEntee, the Minister for Justice's views on this, because she has now I think two very very young children, uh, but she's not she's not making any statements or giving any opinions on this. That meeting was in Mayfield last week. Where where will the it meeting was, yeah. be in Cork next week? Um, I'm just waiting on one of the providers to come back and give me. So normally what we do is that they um, let us come into one of their services um, in Cork. So they were coming in from Bantry and, um, you know, Baltimore. They were coming in from all over the place last week. And there was a few away on holidays, so we're holding another one next week. And then a plan of action will be put in place. And we're doing the same this next week. We're in Mayo, Donegal, Clare mm. and Galway. And then the plan of action. Um, will be put in place then as to where we're going. But the general consensus is let's not just do one day because we're getting nowhere. Let's yeah. do a two or three day. And if we get nothing after the third day, we remain out for five days and we remain out until we get this resolved. You know, and we don't want to do that. We don't want to put that on our parents. You know, and we shouldn't have to. There was um, a, a fabulous um, parent out speaking on our behalf and on the behalf of the parents as well. And I'm linked in with her um as well, Sinead O'Moore is, is her name and she's been on Ireland AM and everything um, speaking on our behalf and she can see what's going on. She's listened to the parents, she's listened to the providers and she's seen, she, she can get anything up to 200 emails a day from parents giving them their woes of what's going on in the sector and you know we have to educate the parents to understand that it's not our fault. Mm-hmm. This is down to government funding forcing us to recklessly trade businesses and force us out of business and to be fair if that's what government want, if they want all of us lovely small and medium services gone, the family run one's gone, then tell us. Like, tell us that's what you want. And then at least then we can start winding down businesses and decide to go and do something else. But when you're being forced out of business and nobody is doing anything about it, and then we're told about sustainability funds and everything, trust me, very few providers will go near a sustainability fund. Because once you do, you cannot get a mortgage, you cannot get bank loans. It, it completely damages all of your financial vibe, you know, anything mm. that you need financially wise to help you with your business is gone for at least five years. Like who wants to be in business to go for a sustainability fund? Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, and yeah. the, the other thing I God. suppose is like Minister Gorman and his department have said clearly that they're not seeing closures. So we were on to Tusla there um, last week and like we, we got a, a graph of um, we, one of our friends did it first. And from 2017, can I read this out to you? Do, my, do I have yes, time to yes, do this? Yes, of course you have. Yeah. So, yeah, 2017, there was 4,483 services. 2018, there were 4,472. 2019, there were 4,408. 2020, there were 4,317. 2021, there was 4,195. 2022, there was 4,118. 2023, May, there was 4,062. And I can guarantee you they have, they have not included June's closures. So that's 300 closures that, that are on record. Yeah. On, on record that Mm. we know of. And we also know that there's a lot of providers when they close their doors. They just walk away and they don't inform the Department of Children. They don't inform TUSLA. And we're also seeing that this year, even though we asked providers to inform the necessary body so that we could get the data. But we know behind the scenes. We, we Look, we were in the AV room in, in Leinster House there a couple of weeks. So we were in there for two weeks in a row. And we spoke to different t- TDs all around the country. And all of them were saying, oh, I'm seeing it in my local constituency. So if they're seeing it in their local constituencies, there must be a problem. Does, uh, do you think Roderick O'Gorman has any idea of the effects that this will have on the young children? 
that, that if services are to close and young children will be forced to stay at home because there's no other option, that will have a huge negative effect on the, the oh, psychological 100%. and emotional growth of the young children. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's so important that the, the children are, you know, are going into the, these services at an early age, you know, that we nurture children and that's our job. And that's what we love doing. But unfortunately, we've been taken away from that to become administrators of government funding. You know, we're micromanaged and then the children are losing out and then we're struggling to get staff. So I looked at Indeed this morning. I've had an ad in, up in Indeed now for three and a half months. No bites whatsoever. There are 700 jobs advertised for childcare as we speak this morning on Indeed. That's just on one. We didn't look at jobs.ie or any of the others. And 350 of them are based in Dublin because we cannot get staff. So and we're closing down. Like You're seeing rooms closing yeah. as well. It's not just services. You're also seeing rooms, um, like even in my service, I, I, I will be forced to bring down my numbers if I don't get staff. So we're all being forced to you know, reduce our numbers at all times because of staff. I mean, there's a huge problem that the Department of Children are just ignoring. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. We did a report. It was outsourced and it was done by a wonderful company. They did a fabulous report for us. We sent it into the Department of Children. It is very clear where the problems are. I, but yet they're not listening. Yeah. This must be taking a toll on, on your health. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to watch. I, I mean, I spoke with Tina yesterday. And for me, that was heartbreaking. And then I spoke with Donna, the parent, mm. and I found that really difficult because you want to do right by your parents and you want to do right by your children. But if funding isn't there, you cannot keep a business open without correct funding. I mean, burnout is a massive thing across the whole country sector, you know, the sector. Mm. And you're, you're seeing all of these and it's predominantly women really struggling with anxiety not sleeping at night time. I mean, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, bing, here we go again, another day of worry, worry, worry. You know, um, my, my service is closing up tomorrow for two weeks. And in that whole two weeks, I'm working the whole time trying to find staff, scramble for um, staff for September and try and keep everything going. And I'm not the only one. There's hundreds of us in this position today. You know, that we, we're either making decisions. I actually got a text in from a parent, not a parent, sorry, provider this morning. She's open 50 years and she has her daughter in now running the service with her as well and, and four other girls. And she sent me a message this morning telling me she's closing her service. She's given notice to parents. Gosh. She said she cannot do it anymore. She can't. She has no money in her bank for the tax for October. She's no money to pay holiday pay. Same as me. Same situation. Mm. You know, and uh, she's in Dublin. She's based in Dublin and she's gone. She's given notice to parents today. Okay, Elaine, will you keep in touch with us in relation to the, the, the next meeting, and we'll give it. We'll give. We, we'll make yeah. sure everyone knows about it as soon as the, the location and day has been decided on. Thanks so much for talking Thanks to us this million. morning. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 That's Elaine Dunn, there, chair uh, of the Federation of Early Childhood Providers. Courts ninety six FM.